Hello and welcome to the Light and Life podcast. We're a church based in Lancashire, England and a part of the Free Methodist family. Right here you'll find our weekly messages as well as a few extra conversations, reflections and studies. We'll take you straight to the message in a moment, but it would really help us if you would like, share and add a review for our podcast. Don't forget to follow us so that you don't miss anything and you can always find our most recent episodes. Thank you, and for now, we hope you enjoyed the message this week. morning we're going to be doing some uh, real business with God. It wasn't um, meant to be a service like this, um, but about four weeks ago, me and Pastor Chris and Pastor Stephen, we were, we were chatting our staff team meeting, and we knew that there was some stuff going on with people's lives within our church, and we want to make sure that we're leaders that speak uh, into culturally relevant things, because we believe that God wants us to have freedom in all areas of our lives, whether that's our families, our relationships, our finances, but definitely freedom from addiction and I believe that all of us probably struggle with different things in different ways and perhaps have never had that opportunity to to bring it to the foot of the cross and we wanted to have a service where we could do just that and one of the things that I always personally find so powerful is testimonies so I could have come this morning and shared a message uh, about being uh, free in Christ but I thought what would be even better would be Lee and Ollie, and we're going to have another testimony at the end about how they have experienced this freedom directly. But what I did decide that I thought I would do is uh, it's a bit more formal because we've had the informal kind of conversations about where the rubber hits the road and what this really looks like, was to bring a bit more formality to it to say, well, okay, well, what do we believe the Bible says about substance misuse? Um, whether those addictions are ones that have already been talked about or other addictions that you might be going through. And uh, our church is part of a denomination called the Free Methodist Church. And we have this incredible uh, book, this, this guide, that, that kind of pulls scriptures all together for us to have what we call like doctrine. What is it we believe? So this might be a bit, inf- a bit formal, but for some of you, you probably never knew what we believe as a church and I wanted to take this opportunity to speak directly because if you listen to these words these are powerful so I'm going to read directly from our book this morning I hope you can follow along and then I'm going to unpack it a little bit and then I'm going to pass over to my friend Ted who's going to close out with a testimony after that we're going to have some communion Pastor Chris is going to lead us in that Um, whether this is something that speaks directly into your life or something that you're not really struggling with it's always amazing to have that opportunity to come to Jesus and share communion together but for those of you that do want to do some real business with God today like Ollie did when he went to that uh, cathedral then we wanted to make that opportunity available so uh, listen to what what our uh, Free Methodist Church what do we believe about the misuse of substances we have a whole chapter on it because it's important okay As Christians, we believe that life is full, abundant, and free in Jesus Christ. Therefore, we abstain from whatever damages, destroys, or distorts his life in us. That's powerful. Illicit drugs are prime offenders. We avoid their use because various forms of narcotics cause untold damage to people and relationships. And such drugs represent pers- um, restrict personal development, they damage the body, and they reinforce an unrealistic view of life. The abuse of alcohol, a legalized drug, 
is damaging to individuals, families, and societies. It's unpredictably addictive, and its destructive effects cannot be measured. Its abuse leaves a trail of broken marriages, family violence, crime, industrial loss, ill health, injury, and death. Christ admonishes us to love God with all our being and our neighbor as ourselves. The adverse social consequences are so pervasive that we advocate for abstinence for the sake of health and for family and for our neighbors, therefore making a united witness to the freedom that Christ gives. These are powerful words, right? Really powerful. This is where the rubber hits the road. Let's talk about smoking. We advocate abstaining from the use of tobacco because we believe that Christians are to treat their body as a sacred trust. It is a major cause of a variety of cancers and other diseases, as well as being expensive and socially offensive addiction. Likewise, we believe that the, in, the intemperate consumption of food, hey, who's here is addicted to food, is a form of abusing our body, which may result in illness and obesity. We eat healthy so that we can preserve the strength of our bodies and so extend our years of useful servants of Christ. And we take serious the words of Paul the Apostle, who said, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. We guard against the indiscriminate use of prescription and over-the-counter drugs because drug dependency of any kind inhibits fullness of life in Christ. Through the therapeutic val- though the therapeutic value of such drugs might be great, their potency, their proliferation, and their easy accessibility require us as Christians to be vigilant against their misuse. And we endeavor by God's help to be understanding and supportive to those who come to Christ with a problem of an addiction. Because we believe in Christ's power to deliver, we acknowledge the difficulties of overcoming the bondages of addiction, and we desire to give whatever help and support are needed while fellow Christians seek full deliverance. As further evidence of an awakened conscience, we advocate refraining from the cultivation, manufacture, or promotion of these substances which are harmful to our health. That was quite a bit that I read through there, but I didn't want to just chop and change and pick, cherry pick the bits that I wanted to bring. I wanted to let you know this is what we believe as a church. Now, we know in practice it's a lot harder walking the walk than it is talking the talk, right? Yeah, we believe this, but how can we live that out? Well, I just want to encourage you with um, one Bible verse and three points. And the Bible verse is so easy that I believe all of us can learn it today. It's taken from Galatians 5.1, and it says, It is for freedom that Christ set us free. There's a reason why we've been set free. There's a reason why we believe what we believe. And it's not so we can carry on doing the things that we used to do. It's because God's got an abundant life for us in the future. And we don't want to be partaking in anything that's going to hold us back or drag us down from God's purpose for our lives the way we're called to love our families, the way we're called to work as employees or, or business owners, the way we're called to be parents. We don't want our little ones growing up in a world where they see mom or dad or their aunties and uncles not free in any area of their lives. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I believe today if there's anything that's holding you back from that freedom, that Jesus Christ really can deliver us 
from it. So my three points. One is habits. Habits are hard to break. Dependencies and addictions, they often start as habits. I'm sure there's some of us, we'll either have said it ourselves or we've heard other people say, it's okay, it's not an addiction. I'm not addicted to it. I could stop at any point. You know, gambling, it's not that bad. I'm just doing it for a bit of fun. I'm not addicted. Or I just drink as a social drinker or even smoke as a social smoker. I can stop at any time that I wanted. I just want to question yourself today. Is that true? Could you actually stop it if you wanted to? Because that's often what then leads on to dependencies. So let's check our habits this morning. The second point I wanted to say is that other people are always watching, whether that's positive or negative, right? I'm sure we've always had that. What's that? What what film is it on? Is it um, Footloose or something? Is it Footloose? When somebody's eyes are watching you? You know, you can't do anything in this world without someone picking up on what you're doing, right? Somebody is always watching you. And if you call yourself a Christian this morning, I want to know if your friends and family were watching you, were seeing what you were putting on your computer screen, seeing how you were spending your money, seeing what you were putting in your neck at the end of the night, are they seeing a holy person? Are you witnessing the goodness of God in your life? Are you being that example of a holy, set-apart, royal priesthood, child of God? Or are they just seeing someone else that looks very worldly? And the last one follows on from that, is that children learn from parents. It's just the way the world works. Kids look up to you. They see what you're doing. What have you learned from your parents? You know, things like this can be passed on from generation to generation and often are. But we can be the generation that stops passing it on to our little ones because they're always watching. They'll always be seeing what we are doing. I just wanted to briefly share two stories about uh, some experiences I've had with alcohol. Very different experiences because uh, I don't drink. I've been teetotal. I was raised in a teetotal family. But that doesn't mean I haven't had experiences with alcohol. One is a positive one. Well, you could say it's positive, maybe not. But I got pulled over by the police on a mountainous way. I don't know why I was pulled over, actually, now. Think about this. It's pretty negative. But I was pulled over. And they said to me, have you been drinking? They didn't say that. They said, when was the last time you had a drink? You know what? And I said, 2008. Because I was 18 in 2008. I said, 2008. And he looked at me and he went, ah. And he literally put his breathalyzer away. He knew that I wasn't joking. Now, I'm thinking, why did he actually pull me over? Maybe I must have been a bad driver. But I was actually in a car with another pastor, and we were just coming back from a prayer meeting late on a Friday night. And uh, I just thought, what a witness, that you genuinely can be above reproach, that you genuinely, from the way that you live your life. As a leader, I'm called to be that, but I believe that all of us as, as Christians can be that. Be above reproach. I don't need to know where the line is because I know I'm nowhere near it. (laughs) Where's the line? Is one drink okay? Or is two drinks okay? I'm just tipsy. I'm still allowed to drive. I don't know. And I can't give you the answer to that. But what I can say is it's a question I've never had to ask because I'm that far away from the line. The line is a dot to me. Anyone get that friends reference? I don't know. Here's another experience. Up until last year, I played rugby. And you know there's a big drinking culture around rugby. You meet in the pub, you go training, you finish in the pub. Everyone's drinking. They're drinking in the showers, handing out the beers as you're you washing. And everyone knew that I was teetotal. And they love having a laugh at my expense. And I loved them having a laugh at my expense because they knew who I was. Every joke was a witness. Because I, these are my friends, right? So who can you tease the most is your friends. So I'm glad that they were doing that. But one of my friends, unfortunately, his mum passed away very young. And uh, the first person he reached out to was me. <laughs> what a privilege. We've got a whole rugby squad, 40-odd lads. The first person he reached out to was me. 
not because I was his closest friend, but because he knew that I represented Jesus. And in that moment, he needed some peace. He needed someone that wasn't just going to say it'll be okay, but someone that could actually teach him about a hope for a future. Somebody's eyes are always watching. And I thankfully rejoice in the afflictions and the jokes and the times when people are looking at me because it shows that I'm holding up my Jesus banner well, that they can see that. And the last story I want to share is about a young lady called Michaela. Some of you at church might know Michaela. She's been a few times. But Michaela, she used to work for me. um, And um, she was actually the first person that I got to lead to Christ. Um, She came to church service and I got to say a special prayer with Michaela. But Michaela's life was pretty much ruined when she was 13 through alcohol addiction. She got taken into care. Um, she, she was raised with, by a single dad. Her mum's never been in the picture. She was raised by a single dad who obviously life got too much for him and he started drinking too much. She ended up getting taken into care. And there was so much grief and so much baggage in her life that I'm so glad that for me and Hannah, um, what the Bible says is true. And, and Paul wrote in the, in the New Testament, he wrote this phrase. It says, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. And me and Hannah said that this is the way that we're going to live our life, that we want to be known as a couple that are safe. And for Michaela, when she's coming to our house to have tea with us and to be with our kids and to be part of our family, if she would see on our shelf a bottle of wine or in our fridge a beer, now I don't know what that makes her think and feel because that's the household that she grew up in. But she can come to our house knowing it's a safe place. Now I'm not saying that's the same calling for everyone, but that's the calling that we've had on our lives Not because it's for any other reason, but because for freedom, I've been set free. I have now received good news, and I want to pass it on. And I want to be that safe place for people. So I want to close now. Maybe, Ted, you could start making your way up. By reading another, just a short paragraph, back from that book about what the Free Methodist Church believed. Because that was pretty heavy, right? About the misuse of substances. It seems a bit like rules. But let me just preface this. that This is what it says first. This is why we do this. It's called Healthy Biblical Community. This is precious. As we learn together from the Word of God, we encourage one another in faith and life. And we practice healthy accountabilities. We serve together in the cause of Christ. We contribute to the health of each person. And we help keep them from falling away from their love of God and from others. These principles and practices will support and nurture healthy churches. Order in the church is best realized when we submit to one another in reverence for Christ. We honour our membership and our ordination vows. The church has a responsibility to disciple each believer. And this is amazing. is done through transformational communities, which purpose to nurture every believer and witness to those who do not know God. This is the why, not the how or what are we going to do. But why do we do it? Because we want to be part of a transformational community where I've got brothers like Lee and Ollie and Ted are saying, let me tell you how I have been transformed. And you can come and join the party too. That's why we've got to be a holy set-apart royal priesthood. So when people are desperate, like Lee, he knows where Rob is because he knew Rob was the guy. Like my friend from the rugby club, he knew where I was. We want to make sure that your friends too know where they can find you. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Light and Life podcast. 
Don't forget, you can find all of our past episodes right here, wherever you're listening now. Once again, make sure you're following us so you're the first to know when we release new episodes. Have a great week and we hope to see you back here next time.